Uh, my name is Doug Bridge. I'm a family ministry pastor here. And one of the areas of responsibility for me is children from birth up through about fifth grade and their families. And that's a joy for me, and it's a pleasure. Um, but today I get to share with you in a little different setting and in a different way. And so, uh, first of all, let me begin with Happy Palm Sunday. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is the season of the year, isn't it? It's exciting uh, to remember all that God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. And what we're going to do uh, together here is we're going to finish up the series that Jim Hammond started and then Jim Jessup continued. And this week we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, we're going to call that Serving Makes a Difference. But for those of you who haven't been maybe to all of those, let me give you a quick recap. First week was Serving Satisfies Me. If our goal is satisfying ourselves, um, it'll never be enough. But when we choose to meet the needs of others, something amazing happens and we become fully satisfied because of our walk with Christ. Second week was serving changes me. If our goal is to change through self-help, most often we'll miss that mark. But when we choose to serve others, we discover some really exciting things, a, a deeper faith, a deeper purpose, deeper relationships, and our focus becomes crystal clear. Last week, serving blesses me. If our goal is joy, we're missing the point. The, our goal should be the kind of love that was demonstrated by God through his son, Jesus Christ, who we are told very clearly he came to serve, not to be served. And if that's God's purpose for his son, Jesus Christ, then it's certainly our purpose as well. And when we serve others, the byproduct is joy in our lives. So in this fourth installment, I would like to make just one quick disclaimer, and that's if you're in this room this morning and you look at this title that says Saved People, Serve People, and you don't yet consider yourself amongst those that would be called saved people, followers of Christ, we're not saying that only saved people serve people. We, we don't want to have that misunderstood. Um, all kinds of people serve people, and that makes sense to me because whether we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ or not, we are all created in the image of God. And God is a loving, serving God. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that people that don't have a relationship with Christ serve as well because they receive some of these same good things that come from serving others. It's just what we do want to say this morning is, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, Serving really is not an option. Was that too harsh? In yeah, thank you. In children's church, we would have softened that up a little bit, but you know, we're, it's a big group, so we're just going to go to the point. Um, we are called to serve. And so let's look at our focus for this morning. The focus is pretty straightforward. Serving makes a difference in many ways. Any good sermon, any good message, any good talk usually will have something that will grab you and engage you. And I happen to realize that that's probably not me. But this morning, 
the, the illustration, if you will, the object lesson of this whole idea of serving makes a difference, it's not just going to be me up here. It's going to be me and about 25 other people. Not literally. Okay, it's kind of like, oh, well, anyway, they're, they're going to be up on the screen. I had a dog once, tore up the picture and threw it away. No, it's not like that. So there are, there are 24 plus two people, and I need to give a little background on this. There was a group that left from this church a couple Saturdays ago. 23 of us, or so Tom Sanders thought. And I'm just going to give you some background here, because the, the purpose of the trip was to go down to Mexico to this little orphanage in, it's not even a town, it's called an ejido, E-J-I-D-O, smaller than a town, it's like a village, and the purpose for our visit there was to support an orphanage that our church has supported for decades, um, in whatever way that we could. Now, I say 23 people going in Tom Sanders, and I'm not picking on Tom, although I do love to do that. Um, but Tom thought there were 23 of us. What he didn't know, that as everybody waved goodbye and our vehicles pulled out of the parking lot here, a 24th person jumped in the very last van and hid out all the way to Yuma. Now, you're saying, so what's the big deal? Why is it a joke on Tom Sanders? It's because it's his wife, Mary Sanders, that's why. She had planned and plotted for weeks to get this to happen without his knowledge. That means she had to prepare all of her things that were going to go and then wave goodbye. It was great, and you had to be there. Oh, we can make that happen too. You ready? This is, this is footage from 21 seconds in Yuma. Just to show you, we really did have some fun too. That's Tom, and that's Mary. Oh, yeah. So, the, the, yeah. The trip started out really exciting because there were only two or three of us that knew this was going to happen. But once we snuck Mary into the van, we kind of had to let people in the van know what was going on, and then they're all excited. There's a stop before Yuma. We had to stop in Gila Bend, and that got real interesting. So uh, I'm pretty sure that the people at the Love's uh, gas station thought there was either a terrorist or something sneaking around with the hoodie and the sunglasses. But she did a great job of hiding, and it was a whole lot of fun. And the rest of the trip was amazing as well. And, and I understand that if you go to Mexico and you're with a group of people and you live in the same house and you eat your meals together and you work all day together and you spend time praising God together, that that's not normal life. I get that. But it was one of those bubbles in time, if you will, that was so joyous. It was so hard. It was so backbreaking. There were so many sore bodies and yet, at night, when we get together to sing, nobody cared. Because it was that pure religion that the Bible talks about. And, and so it was a, a wonderful thing together. Uh, point number one. No, no, I, I, I got to back up. I'm sorry, I'm so excited, can you tell? I can hardly wait to share all this with you. Philippians 2, 1 through 5 was a portion of Scripture that we used together, that we shared together while we were there. Could you go ahead and pop that up? It goes like this. Think about what we have in Christ. 
the encouragement he has brought us, the comfort of his love, our sharing in his spirit, and the mercy and kindness he has shown us. If you enjoy these blessings, then do what will make your joy, my joy complete. Agree with each other. Show your love for each other. Be united in your goals and in the way you think. In whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and honor others more than yourselves. Don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. In your life together, think the way Christ Jesus thought. And can I tell you, for about seven and a half days, I felt like I was living that with some people. No, we weren't perfect. Yes, we had distractions and things, but that was so amazing to be in a group of people who had this as the main goal of their week. There were three people I'd never met before on this trip. It was amazing. And, and getting to know them and, and deepening relationships with others. Which brings us to point number one. Serving makes a difference in the life of the one being served. If you're one of those people that loves to fill in blanks, this is your shining moment. You'll only have two more of them. So go ahead and, and enjoy filling this part out. Serving makes a difference in the life of the one being served. And it would be very difficult for us to tell you how that worked while we were in Mexico because we weren't the ones being served. We were trying to be the ones serving. And so we have just a short video of two of the workers. One is the director of the, the whole Ninos de Baja, and the other is one of the workers there. And so at this point, let's share that with you. I'm Mike Gaiman, and my wife Lynn and I are the Mexico mission directors here at Ninos de Baja. Uh, we're a little orphanage in El Porvenir, Baja, Mexico. We're an hour south of the border um, in a little village of about 1,500. Um, we have 40 kids here in, in the orphanage. Um, the kids come from all over Mexico. None of them actually want to be here. None of them signed up to be here. They're all here through uh, pretty ugly and, and tragic circumstances. Um, but once they're here, their lives change. And um, the, the healing begins within, within days of being here. Um, they know they're, they're safe, uh, they're loved, they're fed, they're clothed, they have school. Um, and they, their lives are, are nothing like the, the kid that arrived. Well, my name is Joaquin Mesa. I'm from around here. I grew up in this place, but uh, I work here originally as a maintenance guy. So my main purpose of doing all this, you know, is that my main work in here is try to maintain everything that's going on in here, try to keep all the buildings running and make sure that the kids have warm water. If the water heater breaks down, we make sure they, it's running again. Sometimes I don't do it as fast as I should, but uh, try to do my best. And not only, you know, not only that, it's a lot of times just trying to work with some mission teams that come down here and also try to work with them and doing some painting, construction, whatever is, needs to be done. So I, you know, I pretty much do all kinds of, you know, what they, you guys would call jack of all trades. And uh, what I really like, uh, you know, being here, it is uh, I was one of those kids that lived here once. And for me, it's, it's a way to give them back to, to all the blessings that were given to me when I was a kid in this orphanage. So 
for me it is a great joy to try to see all those kids and see how they, uh, when they come in, how they develop and how they turn to be a more happy kid. And I mean, that, that's the best part about all of this. We greatly appreciate uh, the groups that are here and the, the chance to work with them because everything that we have here, like the, the house behind us, uh, um, the clothes the kids have on, uh, everything you know, comes from uh, sponsors, uh, supporters, churches, and, and the groups. And um, <clears throat> like the, the paint that's, that's going on now, it seems like it's a little thing, it's paint, but it's home. This is home that you know, most of these kids have never had a home. Um, and it's something that they can look at and they're proud of it, we're proud of it. Um, some of the important things is with the groups working, the, we see the, the fellowship um, with, that happens when they're down here. Um, half of our mission is probably on, on the other side of the border. It's what the groups take back after being down here for a week. And, and we can really see when they come in on, on Friday uh, and when they're leaving on Saturday, uh, they're different, they're changed, they're touched. Um, their time here has, has meant something. It's meant something to, to us. It means something to the kids when uh, you know, they see them coming in the gate. It's, um, it, it's, it's a big deal for the kids. So um, you know, as, as much as we need this, the paint, um, but the, the time with the kids, is, is so special um, because these kids, the, the places they've come from, uh, I mean, they've been abandoned, abused, neglected, orphaned, um, and you know, many of them are on the street. And so this is coming here and, and having the house parents here, having the groups here is the first real love that they're feeling. So it's, it's really important for, for the kids for the groups everybody that that comes and helps um, and even the, the the people that that can't come down um, that you know support us with um, with prayer or send supplies and foods and clothes um, you know nothing nothing is wasted down here and um, it just it, it, everything is important and it in all matters and, uh, it's just it's 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 a blessing So serving does make a difference in the life of the one being served. Um, Joaquin changed my outlook a number of years ago when he first shared his testimony with one of our groups. I didn't realize that he had been one of the, the orphans that grew up in this very orphanage. And one of the things that he shared was, we love that you come down, we love that you accomplish projects, and that you don't just do it like it's... Uh, chore, but you treat it like it's your own, and, and you want to make it better, and you're always doing that, and we appreciate that so much. He said, but do you know, when I was here, what made the greatest impact on my life was not watching you work. It wasn't even taking advantage of the things that you made available for us. It was when you stopped and took time to play with me. He said, when you did that, I felt important. The Americans really wanted to spend time with me. And he said, the most important thing you can do when you're here in Mexico is spending time, just enjoying them. So we, most of us can't even speak their language. 
But you know, getting pushed on a swing doesn't cause a whole lot of conversation necessarily. Um, so it does impact the lives of those being served. Let's look at point number two. Serving makes a difference in the life of the one serving. So it, it's uh, one of those interesting things that when you go to help someone else and you're focusing your attention on them and they become the purpose of what you want to accomplish and, and it's their joy and it's, it's their satisfaction and it's their betterment or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish for them, um, it does sound a lot like work, doesn't it? And in all honesty, it absolutely is. But it's a different kind of work when you're serving others. You still get tired, you still get sore, you can still get blisters and, and all those things, but somehow... There's something that happens to you. Um, some of our people are going to share with you right now that we're in attendance. You should, might recognize some of these folks again. Let's see what they have to say about this idea. Okay, so this is uh, Casa Granada. Casa Granada, excuse me. And uh, it originally was a daycare center that, that uh, the Ninos would use to uh, take care of children in the community, but now it's been converted over the last couple of years by a number of groups from all over the United States to be the boys' house, and it's really cool. The only problem is the outside needs a bit of paint. So we're working on staining some of the areas and painting a lot of the stuff and trying to find stuff that works. It's a whole lot of fun, and everybody's working really hard, so hope you're enjoying the progress. All right, so our job, our little crew over here is we have this gazebo area sticking out off the house or whatever you call it. It's all uh, wood beams that are all dried out and all dirty. So first we have to wipe off, wipe off every surface. Then we're, um, after it's all dusted, we're staining it because it's closest to the house that's gonna be painted a different color. So we are getting that all done first so that the wall can be painted. And that's our job. Dusting, washing, drying, staining, trying not to fall off the ladder. I enjoy serving because of seeing the people, how they act afterwards, and seeing the, the joy that brings them. Every time I try to serve or think that I'm going to be doing something for somebody, you know, it, it always comes back to me. I, I always get more blessed than, than, uh, than the people that I'm trying to serve. And uh, I've learned that you just, you can't outgive God, you know. It's like the more you give, the more you give back. And, and, and it's those spiritual blessings, uh, I, it just astounds me, so. Jesus gave his time and he gave his life to spend with us. And I find that amazing. And I, I figured if he can do that, then why can't I get, give some of my time and some of my effort into this week or in things that I do. I absolutely find joy in serving. I have always felt at home doing things for others. It's the right thing to do and it makes me feel very good and I know it pleases God. We're out in serving because Jesus has called us, he's blessed us, we have so much we should be able to give to others and have joy in doing it. You find joy in doing it, even if you don't start out so joyful. And um, 
that's the way to say to the unchurched, to the people that don't know, yeah, this is, you know, he's why we do it. He's why we do it. And so, and hopefully when people ask the question, hey, how come you're doing this or whatever? It's like, oh man, because God's given us so much. So why wouldn't we want to give him what little we can in return? And oh, by the way, while you're doing it, you're just going to be so blessed. I feel like God has designed all of us with different skills and talents and abilities. And you know, we desire to use those. And when we're given the opportunity to serve with something that we love, that's fun, you know, have a good time. But in a situation like down here in Mexico where maybe, you know, it's not your natural inclination, but you can learn a whole bunch. You know, God uses those opportunities to stretch you and grow you. I see little kids smiling and it makes me happy, so I really see um, the Spirit of God in them. Well, I find um, joy in serving because it's you're helping other people and in a way helping someone else and making them happy is just, it's more powerful than doing something for yourself. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart, down in my heart, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay, and I'm so happy, so very happy, I've got the love of Jesus in my heart, happy, so very happy, I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Yeah, we didn't have any fun at all. Um, this whole notion of finding joy in serving uh, comes from recognizing as believers that if Jesus Christ came to serve, then we need to serve, and we need to have the heart of a servant. And there's a, another clip. Does that surprise you? Today is Tuesday, it's the second day, and we are going to be finished painting the house. We're about, I don't know, 60% done. Um, we have the front of the house and then we have the trim to do. And finish staining one of the sections. Uh, yesterday we started on the house. Um, we had one, two, almost three whole sides done. Today we are painting, hopefully finish painting this house. Right now I'm taping and bedding everything here to make sure they don't get any paint or anything on any of the windows. We're staining. We're staining a gondola. So I guess we're sharing a lot Making it look pretty. Yeah. I'm just, and I'm weatherproof it. This We are gonna get this pergola done today, this morning. Today is Tuesday, Tuesday of Mexico week. And it's awesome. We got so much done yesterday, and we're going to continue to get so much done today. Having a servant's heart means like to put others above yourself and um, 
and with a good attitude too. And so show Jesus through your actions and stuff. We need to make others' needs better than our own, make them a priority. So I think how it applies to what we're doing here is if you're walking around and you happen to have somebody ask you, oh hey, can you do this for me really quick? And instead of just saying, oh well no, I'm, I'm going to go do this, I have something I need to be doing, I think it's better to just kind of take a second and help them out and then you can get on to your own job after that, but I think it's more important to stop and take the time to help everybody else. I came here not to show off my talents. I came here to um, work and serve for God and help the people at the orphanage and understand what they're going through. We should not be thinking about ourselves and serving others and looking to serve other people. Um, like yesterday when we were painting, we always needed to refill the paint. Instead of waiting for somebody to do that for my group, I would just go do it and fill it up for them. The very first day when people were kind of unsure about what they wanted to do and where they'd be working, I watched some folks really want to lead and I watched the response to that from a man just be patient and not try to take over, just listen. And what I loved about that response was there was no drama involved, no hard feelings, and it just that put an end to it. And we were all able to just get along and move forward. So my experience here um, has to do with being humble. And it doesn't matter if you're painting a house or pulling up weeds or cutting wood or uh, cleaning up the paintbrushes. Um, we're all being humble to serving other people and it doesn't matter that if we're first or last that we're all caring for each other. All right, so serving makes a difference in the life of the one serving and finding joy and, and working at allowing God to develop in us uh, a servant's heart leads us to the last point. So for those of you that this is, your, sorry, these are your last blanks to fill in. The difference serving makes is life-changing. The difference that serving makes is life-changing. Um, at the end of this trip, we stopped in Yuma. We spent the night there. We could have driven on home. We were only a few hours from home at that point. But the whole purpose for stopping was to spend some time together and to reflect a little bit on what God had done, what God had done through our group, what God had done in our lives, what God had done in our relationships with one another. And uh, it was a good time. It was possibly the best moments of the entire trip. And uh, it was after that that some of these little, I think little tidbits were, were put together so that they can be shared with you. Let's go ahead and play that last one, would you? Oh, Mexico was delightful. We had opportunities to help and serve uh, kids and people, and, uh, and it, uh, it gave us uh, a real opportunity to know that we we're a small part of helping, uh, helping little kids, niños, to learn about Jesus.
God taught me how to serve with a gracious heart and that even though we still have busy days, uh, that we still take time to praise Him. Mexico was a lot of fun. I learned while I was there um, that I needed to get back to basics of serving others um, by truly worshiping God and not going through the motions of helping others. I really grew a lot closer to both the orphanage and the people in it. Mexico was a God experience. Working with the with those people down there is is uh, it's enlightening, and it makes me want to serve more people more of the time. I was able to build on past relationships, and I got to develop new ones. Our group was really amazing, and they really bonded a lot. It gave me more insight of what Jesus meant whenever he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. It was everything I never expected and more. <laughs> it was, uh, you try to get your heart ready and God just stretches it right out and shows you new things about yourself and other people and your need of Him and your need of, of service and the things that you need to do to, uh, to grow and to love more and just the example of other people and their uh, unselfish love and stretches your heart to remind you of how many blessings you do have and this just added to it. And Mexico was a great week and we all learned how to work together as a family of God and we used all that to do amazing things throughout the week whether it was the manual labor or just the time spent together. Going to Mexico this year um, to the orphanage, it changed my perspective on how we all uh, fit together in this world, how we all um, fit into society and with God. It taught me to intentionally seek out relationships with others because His people are important, His people matter. And so serving others is great, but if you're doing it for your own glory, it doesn't mean anything. So the difference serving makes is life-changing. And I would venture to guess that as you uh, bump into some of the folk who were part of this trip, uh, they'd be happy to tell you about what that looked like for them. I would just like to take a moment right now um, to say thank you. This is a church that um, places a high priority not just on missions, like to send it to foreign countries, but it has a high priority on missions and how it applies to us and what we can do. Uh, Mexico is definitely an entry-level situation, but it's also one of those kind that, um, as Karen said in her little bit there, God gets a hold of your heart and stretches it and causes you to see things from a different perspective. Um, were it not for a church like this, most of those people might not have been able to go. If you go online sometime and, and see what it costs just to send teenagers to another country. Uh, and this trip cost each person exactly $150, plus any food and goodies that they were gonna buy on the way there and the way back. Um, that's because this church is such a giving church. You all are such faithful 
and gracious and generous givers. And it is such a joy for me uh, because I'm the one that gets to say, of course you can go. Of course scholarships are available. We want you to be there and not have to think about it at all. Um, we support Nino de Baja as one of our missions, one of our ministries on a monthly basis as a church, along with about 20 or 25 other groups that we support. Um, we're also able to send down a check when we go to Ninos de Baja. We've sent money ahead, so the paint that we're putting on the walls, y'all paid for that. They didn't have to come up with it. Uh, we pay for the electricity and the house that we stay at. We pay for the brushes and the rollers and all that. It's, it's all included because this church loves to serve. And so I just want to remind you with that, if you've not found your niche in serving, there is a, a little addition to your bulletin. Uh, if you've not filled this out yet and if you're not serving, you might want to consider you don't have to go to Mexico to serve. Isn't that wonderful? A lot of it can happen right here in some pretty special and spectacular ways. As a matter of fact, as a as an outgrowth of some of that serving that's gone on, next week we're going to be seeing a number of people baptized. Their lives have been changed, and, and God's doing some exciting things. So just want to encourage you to consider that and to uh, weigh in on uh, talking to some of these folks that you see. Some of them wore their Nino shirts today. Others didn't, uh, but you've seen their faces on the screen, so you should be able to find them in a crowd. Let's pray. Father, you being the God that you are and having available to you all understanding and all knowledge, all the resources necessary, you certainly don't need us to touch the lives of people. You could do that very well on your own. You proved that when you sent your son Jesus Christ to save us. But Father, we also realize that even though you could have done it that way, you've chosen to allow us to partner with you, to be a part of what you're doing in people's lives and that you'll actually use us if we'll just be available. Father, would you cause us to have hearts that are willing to be available, not just for, for exciting things like going to Mexico, but for the things that need to be accomplished so that ministry can, can move forward, so that more people will learn about your son, Jesus, and so that heaven will be populated. God, we're so thankful that you love us that much and that you trust us with that. Would you help us to trust you to step into those roles? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.